Diamond for diamond, no one compares with Mervis. At Mervis Diamond Importers, our natural diamonds come straight from the mines in Africa and our mermaid lab-grown diamonds beat all others for quality and value. Come view our brilliant diamonds, both natural and lab-grown. Mervis Diamonds are so bright and full of fire, they will blow you away. So will the affordable prices. Our diamonds may steal your heart, but not your wallet. See our mermaid lab-grown diamonds and learn how to get a larger diamond for less. You can get a bigger mermaid lab-grown diamonds than you ever thought possible. And with Mervis Financing, you can enjoy up to five years to pay with zero interest. Our generous full-value trader policy and our lifetime warranty program easily make Mervis your first choice. When you mount a world-class Mervis diamond into a designer ring from our huge collection, there is no equal. Mervis Diamond Importers. For an appointment, call 800-HER-LOVE or go to MervisDiamond.com. Again, that's 800-HER-LOVE or go to MervisDiamond.com. It's time for some straight talk. Tax returns could look a little different this year. So when the big carriers start trying to get you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get our unlimited plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart and Walmart.com. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. Hello and welcome to Film Companion. You've tuned in to an exciting new interview podcast with Anupama Chopra. To catch more of what we do, visit us on www.filmcompanion.in. Shim, it's such a pleasure to have you on Film Companion. Uh, congratulations on A Suitable Boy. Uh, you, of course, directed one of uh, the episodes in the six-part series. You were also sort of the second in charge um, on the whole project. Um, and I was wondering, Shivit, you've of course worked with Mira before you edited The Reluctant Fundamentalist, but how does a creative collaboration like this work? I mean, you're a very well-known director, and how do you submit to another director's creative vision? Well, um, well the advantage I had for this one was that I had worked with Mira in the editing room for um, uh, Reluctant, and uh, I, you know, she's a She's a big influence in my life in terms of the work she's done and her way, the way that she looks at, not that my films are the same, but, um, uh, you know, it's just one of those intuitive things that you kind of want what you want for yourself. You just want to be out of the way of the person who's doing all the thinking and making sure you're just supporting it, you know, and you're just not asking too many questions and try to interpret what exactly is going on. It's the best way to do something like this because uh, she already had her hands full with everything going on. So I just was trying to be as much like, you know, fly in the wall and observe how she was doing it, where her thought process was. It was fascinating exercise to get into her head um, creatively that way, you know, meaning that, I mean, of course, editing, also, we kind of, I also try to interpret what she wanted out of a scene or just, you know, a series of edits. But um, this was um, different. Um, I had, you know, I just observed her, how she wanted to do the whole, you know, style of it. And, uh, you know, and just kind of be just super intuitive about everything that was going on. But you never had a moment, Shamit, where you felt like... Um the director in you sort of emerging to say that, no, I think we should do it that way. Those kind of situations didn't happen at all. 
Well, it's me. It's it's see, a series is a different entity, right? It's a, it's. I mean, how can I say? This is a controversial line that it's not a cinema, you know. So in a way, you have an hour restriction, and you know a lot of things you can only do for the format of that hour, you know. And you can meet. I try to push the format, and I kind of understood it, but it has to have its own language, you know. Um, and I. Even though I got a credit for one episode, I've done many scenes in many episodes. So to have it not jump from one scene that she was doing and then there's another weird scene going on, that was the big trick, right? Because uh, uh, usually in episodic, you get one seri- one episode to do. And that kind of can let you, you know, flow with what you want to do. Um, but my my work in this is a little different. I was doing scenes throughout, in between, and uh, you know, there would be a scene I would do and the next scene would be her scene. So to, to kind of push that into that would be tricky. So Shimit, you made three movies, Aptak Chapan, Tate India, Rocket Singh. Um, three films that were very distinctive, um, you know, very disruptive in their own way. Um, and the last one was 2009 and you haven't made a feature film since then. So what what is going on? Why haven't we seen a feature film from you? Well, I mean, you know, I've been working in the background a lot of projects. You know, I have been off and on on a lot of things that I've over the years tried to get out and thinking, well, this is the right one, not right one. You know, um, some of them been tricky. Some of them took four years to kind of figure out now is the right time. and then. And then we just didn't have, they didn't have my act together on it, probably, you know. So that kind of stuff has been happening ever since. I mean, a little bit of uh, FII. I was supposed to shoot the sea romance, but, you know, I wasn't, I Jadeep script and I, I just didn't think I could pull it off. So I kind of spent a whole long time working on it, you know, with uh, Jadeep, just feedback and everything, you know, he was writing the script. So, but I have done stuff, you know, I mean, I have, like eight projects that are just kind of everywhere. It's like too many of them right now. But, um, but you know, it's just a matter of, of the timing, the actor, um, the kind of the material that I wanted to push out, you know. Um, the, so that kind of thing kept happening over the years. And it's just one of those string of things where I was like, okay, this is not really the way I want to make it. This is one of me. So a lot of things went into that, you know, a lot of things about certain projects. They just didn't come around. The right actors didn't, or maybe didn't want to do it or whatever. So that kind of a thing, you know, so it didn't happen that way. Um, and I kind of said, okay, only limited. It's the only way it can be made or this can be, you know, so I kind of, it's just a string of bad incidences <laughs> that happen that I'm not even able to make movies that I want to make. Okay, so there are two rumors swirling right now. One is that you are directing a series for Shah Rukh's company on migration and bonded labor. Is that true? No, I am not. You're not, I'm not, okay. underst- I'm not really aware okay. of that one. But I know it's... You're not even aware? <laughs> no, I'm not aware of that. So that's okay. new. Second one is that uh, there's a movie with Yashraj that Aditya is going to announce next month. Is that true? Mm, I'm trying to think which one it would be because there are many of them. 
So it could be very well that, you know, we're making, so there's one of that. So that's the other thing. Um, uh, so yeah, it could be one of those. And uh, um, I, uh, yeah, there could be that. I mean, there's other projects as well. I'm kind of trying to keep my head on top and just figure out there's like few of them. So, and they all like, because now the climate has changed a lot, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen with the actors. Some of the actors are going to be all busy and, you know, and uh, they're not going to be able to, I mean, they'll have to finish the projects that they had. I think everybody's like, it's like a racehorse now where everybody's on the starting block of just trying to work, you know, and I think where you put your, you know, horse in, that has to go off right place. And that's what it is. So right now I'm not even contemplating over the years there have been so many projects that i thought it was going to happen in another six months another three months you know and i've given up that idea until unless i kind of everything is in line and kind of i'm on set you know so that sort of a thing but Shumit, so I'm did, not sure. did did this sort of it's almost a decade right it's more mm-hmm. than a decade um, yeah mm-hmm. did, did this experience of you know putting together projects not having them happen or you know just the stars not aligning um has it shaped your enthusiasm or your voice or you know did has it sort of curdled you in any way because it's no actually i've been doing a lot of advertising no i've been doing a lot of advertising a lot of trying to just uh and of course i took a some time off to edit mira a project for mira and i've doing odd things like that you know and i did the series um so I, i i've been doing other things and thinking about um the kind of projects that i really want to do i mean i got in um making films in bombay um in a different way i mean i i kind of landed into it you know um but i kind of went from one project to another project for the first three ones and uh was something that you know uh, um that i i i kind of just did you know i never really thought about them in a way and then maybe it's a good and the bad of it that i didn't think about it but um but i also have other projects that i want to do that are really dear to me which are tricky they're very very tricky to make in india let's say because they're not really um uh you know it's it's not i mean it's a very it's very different i mean uh, how can i say it um politically tricky well no it's just uh, it's just uh, the way i want to present them you know it's uh, you know there are a lot of things that now are changing now has changed the world has changed now you have streaming and everything but earlier um you know just many many things about it the way you tell a story the way you kind of explain everything which is not a bad thing and again nothing against it but there's a lot of things you that you know in we say now it's changed again it's changed over the last 10 years since i made movies but you know there are a lot of things we had to explain a lot to the audience what what the filmmakers said that you have to tell them what you know and that's a different way now people don't need that yeah you know and that is different so a lot of stories that i want to tell that we want to tell it sorry the way it's more about the way i want to tell it it's it's actually kind of fitting what i would like to say you know or t- the way i want to say it so it's it's different now so i'm very excited about that for sure But Shimon, is there um, a challenge when you don't make a feature for this long? Uh, is it hard to kind of, uh, you know, because the industry just does change things, you know, change. And of course, this year has been particularly kind of 
uh, altering in in so many mm-hmm. ways, ways good and bad. Uh, is there a is it difficult to kind of get back into the way Bollywood works? I mean, it's not. I've never been part of it in a way. You know, I'm not. I've been accidentally getting. I got into it and I got the work. So one way is that I think about it is I'm going to make my first film now because really those are not my first films. They were different. Yeah. You know, in a way, in a way, I don't mean to discard them. Yeah. But in a way, I always think that first film is always the best film for me. I have this notion in my head. So every time I can make a best first film, it'll be really good. You know, every time I think that I can just wipe off everything I know and, uh, and, and start from scratch, I always feel I'll do better. You know, because I feel that energy, that kind of naivety that you need to make a really good film. You know, I feel it needs that foolishness as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, that excitement, like, you can't recreate that again after you make your first film. So I always mentally think that how can I not think about it? And this is the incredible side effect of not having made a movie for 10. It's my personal joke on me that actually this is the best way to you to not think about you made movies before, you know, and just walk into a situation and make the movie. You know, and it feels incredibly exciting that way. You know, you said that you think of yourself more as an editor than a director. Um, and I was curious, what, what, what does that mean? How is an editor in terms of sensibility different from a director? Oh, did I say that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think editor, I guess, I don't know. I, I um, don't think about it that way but so much anymore, but probably, but I think... Um, I think you're just cautious about, you just know what you want, I think, primarily, or maybe not. Sometimes I remember making my earlier mistakes where I want everything. I want everything. I want to be able to go into the edit room and and make decisions about how I want to carve the story out. You know, I just want to be left alone with the footage and and tell the story and I'll just grab everything. That was the earlier phase. Now the editor in me is like, I just want that thing. And that's all I want. That little piece is what I want. And, and then I want this piece. But of course, making it comfortable for the actor, not being, making them aware that you just need the piece because you know, that's treating the actor like they're just a tool. You know, it's not a bad, best thing to work. So I'm kind of learning how to work with that. So you want the actor to have the experience, but you know that you want a certain piece, but also... It, that's also limiting because they will teach you. The actor will teach you about what you don't have, you know, and that's also exciting. So it's never really an editor's way of thinking anymore. You know, for me, you know, it's not like you can, uh, you know, with when especially it comes to actors, you know, you know, you feel like you want them to guide you. You you bring him a certain place, and you kind of. They, they know more about the role than you will. They inhabit the role and they live in it. And so um, you'd be a fool not to, to challenge yourself with uh, what they're trying to come in. And it's not no longer your movie either. You know, it's everybody's movie. Tell yeah. me, um, Shivit, you also said that two of your biggest influences are Satyajit Ray and Manmohan Desai. And I thought oh. that was just the best range possible. Um, so, so... How have these two filmmakers influenced you? Well, Ray, Ray, because of the humanity, you know, I think that humanity that he 
inhabited. I mean, I just and I mean, just like you know, you can't touch it. You can't touch the way he, um, you know, um, he looked at people and understood them, and you know what made them. And then Manmohan Desai because he's just purely entertaining. I mean, that's the extreme, right? Because that you want. I'm not. I'm straddling between this idea that you know. There's no one safe thing about movies for me. You know, just both are great. So for me, it's just entertain somebody in a way that is, you know, emotionally moving, which is both of them do that, but in different scales, you know. Yeah. The scales are really, really different. Um, you know, um, one is more classical in a way and one is more audience level. And I feel I like, I, I like access to both. I like to use the classical bits and I want to be able to use trying to just go for the lowest common, you know, lowest way to kind of like, say, okay, you understand this, then this is fine. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, and tell me, finally, Shimit, what's the best piece of practical advice about filmmaking that anyone's ever given you and that you would like to share with, you know, all aspiring filmmakers? You know, not the lofty ones about find your voice and follow your dream, but just something that's actually helped you to be a better filmmaker. Advice. Oh, wow. Okay. Let me think if I have a, have a good pair of shoes so you can keep walking around. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I have a great pair of shoes so you feel comfortable because you'll go from here to there. I mean, that's all you can say and metaphorically as well, you know? <laughs> so, you know, you just, you're going to be on your feet, you know, hopefully you're not sitting down. Yeah. Because that's not the way to do the job. I think sometimes you can, but, but, when That's you have true. to go in and look at stuff. So get yourself the best pair of shoes you can yeah. find. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the best way. That's wonderful. <laughs> Shimit, thank you so much. And, and really thank looking you. forward to whatever you do next. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. If you liked what you just tuned into, then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher and Radio Public. You can now also follow Film Companion on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Enjoy! Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.